when I was living in Florida, I got my ass beat by some Mexicans one time. And, you know, I guess it's really insignificant that they were Mexican, besides the fact that if you know Mexicans, I'm talking true blue Mexico City Mexicans, then you know that the men run in packs of six or higher. You know, they don't get caught nowhere. You ain't going to see just two or three. I'm talking big groups. And they do everything together. Literally fucking everything. So I get off work one night and I head to the bar that I go to. I'm a local there. And I get me a Modelo and a, and a shot of Fireball. And I'm by myself minding my fucking business. Doing my thing and watching what's on TV. And out of nowhere I, I, I get thrown into a, a fool Nelson. And pulled off the bar stool. And I start getting dragged. Now my big ass can't get up. I'm unsure as to what's happening. And I didn't say anything the entire time this is going down. But I remember locking eyes with the bartender. As I'm getting dragged backwards toward the door. And his jaw's on the ground. And he's just staring at me. And I'm staring at him. And I'm looking at him like, dude, are you going to fucking do something? He, I just remember he's standing there. Jaw hanging down to the fucking ground. And he's cleaning the glass at the same time. And as soon as I get outside, they multiplied and just started tagging me with body shots. Bing, 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 bing. Fucking drilling me in the ribs, in the chest, in the stomach. And it's fucking putting a beating down on me. And they can tell I'm starting to get worn out. So the dude that had me all locked up uh, in, the, in the fool Nelson, he lets me go. And I, and I fall down and I'm on the curb. And I'm fucking breathing heavy, and now they're kicking me and shit, and, and, and out of nowhere off in the distance, somebody whistled like that loud finger whistle, and I'm not going to do it because that would be annoying, but as soon as that whistle let off, they all looked up, and they scattered like cockroaches. They were gone. I don't understand, till this day, what the fuck that was about. I know I didn't run up amok with no Mexicans, but I mean, what the hell? That's a ballsy thing to just walk into a bar and pick the first big ass motherfucker you see and decide to beat his ass for no fucking reason. You know, I I don't really care. It, it's, it's over and I couldn't even pick those dudes out of a lineup if I wanted to. The, the reality is, is that I walked my ass right back into that bar and got me another drink and continue to watch TV like it never happened. And honestly, this is a... Uh, this is one of them situations that you would think it would fuck with my with my manhood or my mental state. But in reality, not so much. You know, I, I think that if the good Lord wanted me to come home that day, he would have taken me. Maybe it was the good Lord whistling off in the in the distance. Or maybe it was the shot caller. I'm not sure. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. My name is Tristan, and I will be your host today. We got a wild ride. Let's get into some stories. I got a close buddy from uh, my childhood. We grew up as friends since we were just little jits, you know, small ass kids. And, and, and we grew up and we were close as hell. I mean, me and all the kids in the neighborhood always stayed together, you know, and we still do. I just seen him this weekend. And, you know, I, I love running into him. But when we were around 19, 20 years old, he, he came out as being homosexual. And I remember that when he, he told me, he he told me last in, in the lineup of everyone. No, I damn sure didn't expect to be first. You know, I'm sure he wanted to have that discussion with his family. And, and I can understand that. Uh, but the last person, I mean, damn. 
I am in no way homophobic. As long as you are happy, I am happy for you. And that is it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts to it. But at the same time, keep in mind that that this dude was a fucking sender. I mean, he loved to drink, drank like a fucking ox, probably still does. Dude is a fucking legendary party boy. And I'm talking frosted tips, pierced nipples, chest tattoo, like just rowdy and bout it. Fucking sender. And and that's that's my type of person right there. Get down, get fucking drunk, smoke cigarettes. Oh man, we had some good ass times. And and anytime I see him, it's just always on site. That's that's bro right there. So he's getting to tell me about, you know, what it's like to be, you know, gay as a child. And when did you know? I'm asking him all kinds of questions and he's being open and honest with me. And we're having a really good conversation. He's kind of getting to get that off his chest that he's been holding on to for, you know, who knows how long. And and I'm kind of getting to learn some things. And we start to get into like, you know, kind of the, the gossip, the tea of the gay community at where I'm from and. And I, I thought that some of it was is was somewhat funny to me because, you know, at one point he was he was telling me something and I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. How come you ain't never try to pull no move on me then, you motherfucker? And, he you know, maybe he was just trying to be nice and not tell me I was an ugly fuck. But he was just like, oh, well, T, you're one of the straightest dudes I've ever met. And I was like, oh, OK, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm straight, but I don't know if I'm the straightest dude you ever met. I mean, come on now. I'll tell you this, and, and then I'll let y'all be the judge of this. Would the straightest man you ever met tell you that Rob Lowe is, is a beautiful, handsome specimen? I mean, young Rob Lowe, absolutely beautiful. I just seen him the other day on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Still fucking handsome. I don't know. Y'all let me know what you think, because... And now I'm thinking about it. Am I gay? I don't think I am. Do you ever enjoy like reminiscing on the awkward moments of your life? You know, those those strange scenarios that you seem to be put in that that just, oh, you can't even shake that thought out of you. You know, I remember one time when I was in gym class and and I pelted the fucking dog shit out of this chick when we were playing dodgeball. And it wasn't my intention. So it makes me feel even worse, personally, because my intention was to hit someone, I'd say, fucking 10 feet to the right of her. And I did this cool spinning throw, but obviously I didn't execute that well. And I drilled her in the fucking, right in the face. And I remember as soon as it happened, it was loud and it was a loud crack. And I was like, oh, shit. And I started to walk up and I'm and I'm and my hands are straight up in the air and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. And her friends surrounded her like a force field. And they were like a small group of uh like vampire girls, you know. They were not, I mean they weren't obviously vampires, but there was this little vampire clique of chicks, and they are not goth girls. I'm not a fucking idiot. They thought they were influenced by by vampires. So as I'm walking up, I I see them surround her and they start hissing at me like uh, 
more like a cat. So it doesn't actually resemble a bat. I don't know what they were doing there, but it, it worked. It scared the shit out of me. So I started walking back. I said, oh, shit. You know, and they just kind of stayed around her. And no one actually was asking her if she was okay. They just stood around her and hissed and protected her. And then, you know, I walk back to the wall and I'm looking at, at the gym teacher who's also my football coach. And I'm putting my hands up in the air like, what the fuck? And he just kind of shrugs his shoulders like, well, just deal with it. Okay. So, obviously, girl recovers. You know, she recovers quickly because she got this force field of friendship all around her. And they all wait until all the balls are on their side and then they gather them. And they kind of nest these these dodgeballs over in the corner. And then they, they all get one. So these, these girls all get a, a different dodgeball. Some of them holding two. And, and like something out of Gladiator. They, they looked at me and then one of them yelled, Charge! And they just started fucking trying to gun me down. Now, you would think that the, the gentleman in me for truly feeling bad would let them just go to town on me. But I was in the middle of football season and I had a, you know, I had a game that night. So I wanted to showcase my skills and make sure that, that I was at the, the top level as an athlete should. So I proceeded to dodge every one of them fucking balls. Caught two of them. <laughs> You're out. Improve these little girls a lesson. Now, obviously, in, in hindsight, uh, I handled it horribly. But I, I think about this moment sometimes, and it's so cringeworthy. I mean, why? Why did I do that? If I would have just fucking hit my target, this all could have been prevented. And, you know, I remember trying to, to talk to her after, after the, the class, and, you know, she just wasn't having it. And I don't even think that I know her name, but I, I wish, I wish I could have genuinely apologized. I feel like the, the friends gathering and, and hissing kind of interfered with my, my apology, but you know, it, damn, that was so, such an awkward moment in my life. And I remember just being like feeling some type of way about it, uh, awkwardness that's all high school is a weird place too you know there's just what makes you socially accepted in high school is not what makes you socially accepted once you get to college like they're exact opposites you know and in some ways there's some similarities but you got to be dedicated to wanting to be popular if you're going to just constantly change the person that you are to fit the criteria of a, of a trendy and popular person. And truth be told, by the time I was like 16, 17 years old, I just stopped giving a fuck about uh, like what other people were doing and what they expected out of me. Like I was also living in my own world at the time, but it, it, I just didn't have time for a lot of that fake shit. So once college rolled around and it was like a, a different vibe and a different scene the only people that that i attracted were like-minded people people that weren't with the bullshit and, and and you know not about the drama and you know and in a lot of ways that 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 was a good thing um 
it just high school was a totally different ball game and it is like as basically as long as you were down to party and you could fucking send chugs and fucking just get it you were cool like you were you were okay there there was just no worry outside of that gpa don't fucking matter where you live don't fucking matter your parents in the picture well it don't fucking matter you were cool if you were partying on friday nights and that would like even before high school when i was in, you know in, in middle school and junior high partying with high schoolers cuz that's what i wanted to do and i remember basically a, a a week by week look into my life at that time was you know let's let's start on monday monday i would start by basically talking in every class to my friends about what I had done the weekend before, you know, where I went, who I was with, what I was doing. And then, you know, Tuesday always fucking sucked. Tuesday was the worst day of the week. Wednesday was a halfway mark, so it was somewhat tolerable. Thursday, one day until the send. And then Friday, every Friday, like a fucking holiday, baby. You just wake up, you feel good. If it's that fall season, you know, you got a football game. Just get a little jacked. You get a little chub because you know what time it is. And after that game, you're going to get to fucking go with your boys. Maybe meet a few birds, get a little play, whatever. God damn, I love that shit. Saturday, an extended send from the night before. And then Sunday, you just kind of veg out. Truthfully, I wasn't a big fan of Sundays. It depended on the time of year. If football was on, so be it. I'm cool with it. That means we got wings and buffalo chicken dip waiting in the crock pot when I get home. But Sundays on a winter? Man, that shit is ass, boy. Ass. Fucking terrible. I also loved Christmas time when I was in high school. Just as a child, I loved Christmas. I think Christmas Eve and waking up Christmas morning. And a lot of it was just the overall feel and, 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 and vibe that my family gave off. But man, I just loved it. And I feel like Christmas morning is meant to like wake up and you open presents with the family and then you, you have a good breakfast. And then after that, you know, you get down and you play the, the newest video game that you just opened later that day. And when Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out, oh boy, I was so gassed up to have that game that I had my friends come to my house on Christmas Day to play with me because I was the only one that had it first you know I, that was such a good and special time and i hope that anyone listening to this i hope that you enjoyed your high school time with your friends regardless of where you went and who your friend group was i just hope that you truly enjoyed your childhood i hope you're enjoying life today you know i hope that 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 you love yourself enough to give yourself the best life and put yourself in the best position you know, I'm getting a little deep now, but it's that's a fact. Just know that y'all are loved, and if no one told you today, I'm going to be the first to tell you. I love you. I wasn't really the type of feller that, that enjoyed crack cocaine, you know, and I'm not saying there's nothing, you know, against the people that, that do. I'm just saying it wasn't 
for me and you know eh, more so because of the way it would make somebody feel and and the chap lips is just something i couldn't get behind a movement that i wasn't willing to get behind but i will tell you that one time on accident it had gotten into my system and you know i remember the fellow that i was with you know he was he was using the the crack cocaine and, and he took a big big ass hit i guess of it and then immediately threw up in the sink and i remember just being somewhat afraid like bro are you good what the fuck was that and he's like oh man that shit is amazing bro try you some and i'm like i don't know bro like i'm not trying to feel that way that looks scary to me he's like nah bro you're gonna be good come on so you know I, like i said it was an accident but you know i i somehow managed to get this in my system and, and, and when that happened, I had the overwhelming urge to masturbate and, and kick dude out of the bathroom so that I could complete this deed. And, you know, obviously he wasn't having it. And I think I knew then that for for about 15 minutes in that moment that that's all I could think about was, you know, just just getting a nut off and and i was kind of grossed out by myself like i was some sort of pig or something you know and long story short i i think i realized then that i just gotta not do that shit no more more so because you know if if that's how i felt every time could you imagine the type of shit i would get into i mean it's only a matter of time until i get caught you know shooting a load in somebody's sink or I'm in public, you know, I don't know if I could live with those consequences. Uh, the overall message of this story, though, is, is is crack is bad. Okay, kids? And I, I just don't suggest it. Unless your sex drive is fucked up and you've already got an issue, there ain't no need to try. Take it from me and don't try crack cocaine. I met a young gentleman yesterday, and, and and he was so tatted up. He was covered in tattoos, had the knife above his his, his eyebrows, looked like 21 Savage. Ironically, he in the face, he kind of did, too. And, and, you know, tattoos don't scare me none. I'm covered, so it doesn't push me one way or the other when I meet somebody. But, you know, we got to talking, and... and basically i i was complimenting him on his jordan ones he was wearing a clean ass pair of jordan ones a pair that i don't think most men could probably pull off it was a, a crazy combination of colors and he's like oh thank you bro and then the conversation just got awkward and died out and you know he started messing around with his phone and you know 30 seconds later he's like hey bro you mind if i invade your personal space i said no nah, come on bro so he shows me his phone. He shows me this pair of custom Jordan ones that he done, and I guess it's something that he he does for himself. He he gets a you know blank canvas, whether it be a Jordan one or an Air Force one, or something like that, and and he he freehand draws on them and paints them and makes them with these cool designs and look all crazy and shit. And he's got mad talent. So I said, look, bro, you got mad talent. You need to you need to take this to the next level. If it's something that you're passionate about, and he said, you think so? And I said, bro, I know. So, I, you know, I've, this is, this is what I enjoy. I love sneakers. 
I've been trying to find a pair of customs for a minute. I said, I would gladly let you make me a pair of customs. Is this something you wanted to do? He's like, man, I've been thinking about it. You know, I've been thinking about it for years, but no one's been willing to take a chance on me. I said, man, and I don't think that, I don't think that, like, you know, obviously I pushed him, but I hoped that my words of encouragement helped him to maybe think about about potentially doing this because i'm telling y'all obviously you can't see it we're talking raw natural talent with with little to no experience and you know we got talking even more he told me about his story and you know he told me that at 16 years old he was shot by a man older than him and he was just a kid obviously and he was playing high school football and it ended his career two years after that he ended up in prison and what for doesn't really matter you know it's it's the fact that he did two years of his life in prison at only 18 19 years old and he said it changed him in a lot of ways and i can only imagine what that what that that kid he's still just a kid what he went through and i would love to just to go out and give him a chance so I'll keep you all posted on that and let you know where it goes. And, and if he ends up doing a pair of customs, maybe we'll get a picture and I'll show you all what he did. And if you want to get something done, I'd be happy to put that together for you. Just let me know what you all think. When I was living in Florida, my pappy put me on to UFC and just mixed martial arts in general and, and to have a, a respect for, for fighting and, and all that comes with it. And, you know, him himself, he, he was a, an animal, a fucking beast wrestling as a child, uh, you know, and he, I'm pretty sure he was, he was na- national or world champion in some form of karate and then went on to wrestle for a very well-respected Catholic school in the Cleveland area, uh, you know, when, once he got into to high school. And, you know, since then, I think he's just always been in love with with combat sports and especially the UFC and he you know we would just stay up all night watching and watching different fights whether they were new or old classic fights and just always learning things you know every once in a while we'd go out and and we'd train and hit the heavy bag and the mitts and it, it taught me to to love that sport and I connect that with him and I actually just started watching a show on Netflix called The Kingdom. It's just called Kingdom, actually. And it's an amazing show about a gym in California. And they all train MMA. And they're all cage fighters for the most part. It's a, you know an awesome cast. And I just... I, the, the writer of this show kind of just wrote this last second. He didn't plan on it going this far and what the show is about is it just really taps into like everything that i think men love and that's why i'm so drawn into the show you know it covers fighting so violence and and sex and like like booze and drugs and like you just have everything that taps into the to the to the male mind is in this show and it never gets boring you know and i always find myself just being able to relate and i think the writer did a really good job with that in the in the fact that it's it's all relatable it's all so realistic and you know if you haven't watched kingdom yet on netflix i'd strongly suggest it if you like combat sports if you're a fan of of that 
genre. I will warn you now, not a spoiler, but there's there's some serious substance abuse in the in the show and you know, just keep that in mind. If you're someone like me, that might be, you know, uh, something that might trigger you. Um, you know, I didn't have any issues with it. I don't ever really have issues with it, you know, but just keep that in mind. You know, that's definitely something to to think about. But listen, you, this is this is a time in in the world where we got a lot of free time. We're not really going out and doing as much. You know, you're on Netflix a lot. I was looking at some statistics. I th- uh, maybe actually earlier today that said our screen times are up by 75% right now. So we're using internet streaming movies, you know, we're, we're, we're at home and you know, the stats don't lie. We know if you're finishing a, in a good season and you're looking for something, check out the kingdom. The king, I, it's just called kingdom. I got to stop fucking saying that. Check out kingdom on Netflix. Let me know what you think. That reminds me, I probably need to text him and ask him if he's seen that. So just check it out. If you like it, great. Let me know. If you fucking hate it, tell me. I'm not going to get upset. Kingdom on Netflix. I should probably get paid for shouting them out. With this being the first episode, obviously I'm still getting my feet wet in a lot of ways. If there's something that you guys would like to see or hear from me specifically, please let me know. I am always all ears. I also want to let you know that I am open to having guests on the show, whether it's in person, over a call, you know, I, I, maybe even a co-host. If you if you want to see someone paired up with me, I'm totally okay with it. I got a few people in mind that I definitely like to have on the show and talk. But you know, even if you want to come on the show and talk your shit and and just chop it up with me for you know thirty minutes to an hour, and just let me know. You know, I'm open to ideas. I want to do what's best for for all of us and for my listeners. So if there's a certain topic you want to hear about, if there's some things that, that you want me to do or, or have, just tell me, uh, you know, I'm all ears and I'm, I'm willing to take suggestions with, with nothing more from me. Uh, you know, I'd just like to thank you guys for, for tuning into this first episode, the pilot episode of the mind if I crash podcast. And, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a great day.